Paranormal XL, Gigi in the house, and with me in the house is Mama Mary, of course. Hi, everyone. <laughs> oh. oh, we don't have wine. I put no. and, and, and wine. We're drinking oh. water today. That's no fun. I know. I, do we want wine? Well, I have some. Yeah. Okay. Our first uh, break is right now. Pause. Oh, pause, yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, we are. Uh, that's better. Okay, now we have our wine, <laughs> and we are still in the his house. <sighs> yeah. Okay, and I think we're ready. <laughs> uh, we are. We have missed you guys. We've actually been like on and off, and have recorded um, episodes ahead of time because we have been super busy. Oh yeah. The whole month of September really is hectic. Kind of crazy, married, and I'm getting married at Mama Mary's house. Yeah, so now I gotta clean. Yeah, I'm getting married at oh, Mary's. Shit. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be a good time. But with that being said, we've been trying to stay ahead and whatnot. But when we, when the wedding's all over with, we are gonna come back full force. Back in the game. Yes, yes, because we're gonna not reevaluate things, but kind of add in some other things to the podcast and um, and and stop saying I'm all the time. And um, well, what's the fun in that? I know. Um, um, and do some, I guess, some more fun stuff with the investigations crew, too. So Yeah. We do have some changes. We just kind of got to take a step back for a little bit and, I want to say, get our ducks in a row because they keep waddling all over. They're not, like, really bad ducks. They're actually good ducks, but we need to line them back up so we can come at you full force. <laughs> <laughs> I like ducks. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, we are also planning another event, so stay tuned for more more information on that, because it's just kind of, it's talk right now, but it is going to happen, but I can only plan so much stuff at one time. (laughs) I I go crazy, as you can hear. (laughs) Anyway, anyhow, I haven't said that in a long time. No, you haven't. (laughs) One thing I can say about the upcoming event is have your best costume ready. Because, well, clearly it's going to be around Halloween, and, and it's going to be awesome. And if you come as Bigfoot, you win already. So just say it. Oh, no, we're going to have a bunch of Bigfoots there. <laughs> it's family reunion. It'll be great. Yay. <laughs> I, I do know the crew is excited for the event and all that. So, like I said, stay tuned for after September. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great fun. Yay. So, oh. Oh, 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 let's talk a little bit about Paracon before we hit. Oh, oh, yeah. We went to Paracon last uh, weekend, and it was our first time there. Yeah. Certainly will not be our last Mm-mm. because it was phenomenal. We only went for a day, which kind of really sucked um, on our part just because it was so much. Okay, I was spent after an hour because I am a silly <laughs> fool and got starstruck, and it was a good time. <laughs> but you were happy. I... <laughs> Lily fell in love. Yeah. And I was, yeah, Lily fell in love. I was just happy and it was. I met Bobo. Yeah, Bobo. I know. He gave me his autograph. Yeah. I felt bad because I didn't know who he was at first, but you know. 
A few of them I did it, and it's not. I know the names, but we don't. How much time do we have to watch? TV? Yeah, it's, not if, very much. If I'm at home, I'm usually researching something, and somebody else is watching what they want on TV. So I never realized I didn't make that connection that it was it was Bobo. Yeah, see, that's what some of these names. I'm like, yeah, I know the name. That's really awesome because you know, with the research and stuff that we do. A lot of it comes from these people that we got to meet, mm-hmm. but yeah. we never had a face because we, well, we're a Netflix family, sometimes Hulu, but with that even being said, I don't get to watch these shows that I wish I yeah. did. Some of them I do, like Ghost Brothers that I <laughs> flipped out on. Lily fell in love with. Yes. Well, oh, yeah, they're tall glasses of chocolate milk. Like, mm. Dark chocolate. I, I had a panic attack. That was fun. I had to take a moment. <laughs> they thought I was... But then after, like, calming down a second when I gathered my thoughts, then I was all spitting game to them. I was like, well, I would have only gave you 15 for that. They thought that was pretty funny <laughs> because only two of them were there, not all three of them. I was trying to sell me that black and white picture. It was a sweet picture, but I was like, I'm going to give you 20 for that. I'm going to give you 15. There's only two of you in there. And then he's like, she just told me she's only going to give me 15. <laughs> it was funny. It was a good time. And then I got to meet. The real reason I really, really wanted to go was so I could meet paranormal two or two 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 paranormal podcast oh yes yeah um jen and joe and finally after having to put myself back together i got to go down there and meet them uh great people they came up gave me hugs gave me lots of stickers and stuff so that was a lot of fun it's always nice to put a since we're in the audio Mm -hmm. business to put the faces with them and their voices are are the same. I guess ours will be too. I don't know. That sounds silly, but everybody's voice sounds different to them. Yeah, that's when they true. hear it. But they have like the best radio voices ever, and I was just so awesome to meet them. I got great big hugs and stuff, and they wanted to have me on the podcast. But when I got that, it was so hot because the air conditioning was down. Oh, it was really and, hot. And it was horrid, and so you know we we were there on the third day. Everybody's tired. But hopefully sometime soon, because he did reach out to me since being back mm-hmm. home. And he's like, I for sure got to get you on the show. I said, I know. I just want to kind of leave you guys alone. You know, it's hot. It was your guys' third day there. Like, Yeah. And, it's a long couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the air not on. That was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I did get a chance to get on a different podcast, though. They've been around since 02, which is absolutely insane. Really nice guy. I'll put the notes on that so you guys can look that up. They do, like, conspiracy theories and all all sorts of different things, just not paranormal per se uh but yeah they were really great he was really upset at how hot it was too <laughs> he, said he was gonna give he was gonna give them a bad review on yelp oh we got pulled over too about <laughs> two seconds from the from the convention so that was fun because i couldn't get josh to drive you know 80 on the highway and then he speeds through where the cops are yeah 20 going 45 (laughs) and a 20 that was pretty awesome cop was super nice though he just let us off with a warning told us to have fun go be with our nerdy friends it was pretty awesome (laughs) he was really handsome too although (laughs) anyway paracon is amazing or michigan paracon i guess there's paracons all over but the in sault st marie if you get the chance to go go um they're already selling pre-tickets for uh yeah, Paracon I saw that. 11, so that's pretty intense. I'm checking in to be an vendor. They gave me the number to call. Cool. So I need to call that. I need to put on my big girl panties and just call. I don't know why I have a problem with calling. I get a little nervous. I think because we come from a you know an era where it's easier to text. For me, I hate talking yeah. on the phone because it's what I do all day. So that's true. I don't want to talk well, to anybody I'd on the talk phone. To 
people face to face, like even making doctor's appointments, I go in and I need to make an appointment. I don't. Don't want to talk to him on the phone? Oh, no, I hate the phone. I hate. My chubby cheeks always want to like shut it off anyway or put it on mute or whatever when I get (laughs) talking. And then if you have it on speaker, people are always like, hello. Or maybe that's just my mom. I don't know. You got that on speaker? (laughs) (sighs) She can't hear anyway. Anyway. Paracon is amazing. I we did have pictures up, um, so if you haven't seen them, go to Facebook page. There's it's just an amazing amount of people there in the lectures. We went and we saw um, the Ouija board lecture, which I'm not a huge fan of Ouija boards, but it was still kind of cool to see. The it makes that, me want to make my own though. Yeah, because they were making the world's largest Ouija board. the The room was too intense. I mean, even yeah, made I um, even made Lily sick. Yeah, she did, she had a headache until she left. But walking in there, it was intense. It was just too much different kind of energy. Yeah. You know, because it probably brings in different types of energy based on what kind of boards you have. It's probably a good thing they had it all in its own separate room, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that, because then people can kind of walk around and, like... And I love the 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 haunted museum. I love those items. Oh, yeah. Even though some of that energy was pretty intense. Yeah, for sure. I've been there a couple times. They actually, because of well, our episode today, we got to see one of Ed Warren's paintings they mm-hmm. had there. So yeah. That was kind of neat. And that's kind of what triggered me on this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, trying to remember their names. Because they are also from... Oh! Oh, my God. The show. They have a show. Uh, yeah, and they've been on a couple of different shows, too, haven't they? Yes. But their show, they have more people... Because we, we saw them speak. We actually got to see season two's. We were the first people to see season two's. Um, like trailer? or yeah, yeah, the trailer. Oh, my God. My words are moving. <laughs> I'm going, I'm regressing instead of progressing through this thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it looks pretty awesome. I th- I'm going to have to go. Hellier. Duh. Okay. It, it, yeah. Yeah. I, I believe I believe you can get it on Hulu. I'll have to check it that. out. Yeah. But it looks super good. It, it does. Uh, anyway, I can go on that forever. Oh, and uh, Ghost Hunters, we got to meet them. And I, we, that, bleh, they were the last people to give their lectures or whatever at the convention. So we did sit in on that. And it, that was pretty cool. Uh, they're actually very nice people. Um, it used to always be my favorite show. I used to watch that all the time. And it cracked me up because, uh, you know, when, they, when we first got there and we got the picture, Lily wanted a picture, but she didn't know... Um, who they were. She just saw everybody wanting selfies with them, so she wanted a selfie. And then after we were done, she's like, well, who is that? I'm like, seriously, right now? You, you want to pitch? You didn't even know who they were? She goes, no, I just figured they were important because everybody wanted selfies with them. I'm like, oh, for the love of Pete. It's, You're it's, such it's, a teenage girl. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. Funny. And she had a big weekend, and then she got to go to uh, the Why Don't We concert. I know. Destiny was pretty, pretty sad about that. Back to Ghost Hunters, Grant Wilson, uh, Julie and Josh got to talk to him and were Mm -hmm. asking him questions um, about uh, starting a crew and whatnot and what to do, which was really awesome because we got to discuss that on our way back home because we kind of separated, did our own things, things so we could see everything. But as Julie's telling me this, it was all stuff that you and I had talked about when we first started the crew. And it was, I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome because that's why I want to have another meeting. 
to to remind people what, why we got in this now that we got our feet a little bit wet. Now we can, mm-hmm. I don't want to say take it more seriously, but take it more seriously yeah. and go in a certain direction that I want and make sure everybody else wants to. And if they don't, that's fine. They can jump ship and start their own. We will support them, what have you, yeah. whatever. But there is a way, and, and that's how he said to do it. Like, that, that was his advice. There it is. It was kind of like the way he probably did it. Yeah. He said that's the best. And networking. Network. Ne- and I'm like, that's all I try to do is Well, that's network. what you're good at. So. Ah, ah, thanks. Except for when. You get starstruck? Tall, tall chocolate milks there. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty good looking. They were good looking. Yeah, Yeah. I felt embarrassed when he's like, well, have you seen my other shows? And I was like, no. And I'm like, why do you got to tell the truth right away? Why can't you just pretend? (laughs) Just lie. I cannot lie. I can't. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah, it it was really, really awesome. But I just, to know somebody that's been doing it for like 30 years, telling our crew exactly what we had planned for us. You know what I mean? Like coming Mm -hmm. from a professional's mouth. Yeah. There is no such thing as professional and the investigation community, I don't. You may think differently. That's how I feel because it's a learning experience. Well, it's all the not way so much way, like professional, but, but yeah, veterans. Seasons. Yeah, they they've been doing it for a long time, so they know what it takes to keep yes, it going. Yes, and and to get to where they are, uh, I, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But it's also, I don't want to say too much because when we come out revamped, you know, that then I want to say it. But it it yeah, it's gonna yeah. be awesome, and we're gonna be able to help other people along the way. Just not as a, in a paranormal sense, but in an all around helping people sense. And that's ultimately what makes me happy and what I like to do. To make people feel better. Yeah. And to heal. And, and people that, that need help. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm super excited and we're going to get to meet so many awesome people along the way. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty great. <laughs> anyway, back on topic. Holy rollers. We're all right. We're okay because we're going to talk about like, you know, one of the most, you know, famous paranormal yeah. investigators. Mommy and Daddy Paranormal. Yeah. Ed and Lorraine Warren this week. So, let's do this. Yeah, Ooh. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to start off with like the early years of them that their basic information I guess to start out with and we'll get into what got them going which is a very interesting story um there's so much we probably could easily make this into a three-part or two but we are not going to um so we're just gonna hit the basics but there are so there is so much information at your fingertips go research more and if mm-hmm. we don't hit a topic that you want to hear about them um so Ed Warren was born, Edward Mary Miney, born September 7th in 1926. He passed away August 23rd, 2006. Um, he was a World War II vet from um, the United States Navy, also a former police officer. He is a self-proclaimed demonologist, author, and lecturer. And as most of us should know, started the fame from uh, the Amityville House. And then also founder of the New England Society for Psychic, which is, look at their website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. Um, it's just it's just great. <laughs> they actually, since um, Lorraine and Ed passed away, they had passed the torch to um, their son-in-law, which he now oversees that. Well, one of the, one of the, 
guys there at Paracon was his nephew. Oh, okay. Really? Mm-hmm. I would have to pull up the name. He was an older gentleman with white hair. But, um... There was a lot yeah. of those there. He was, um... <laughs> he was their nephew. Oh, okay. Sweet. Um, and then, of course, Lorraine. She was born... Lorraine Rita Morin. Uh, she was born January 31st, 1927. Died April 18th, 2019. So just recently, as mm-hmm. we all know. Yeah, day before my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. It is. It is sad. I, we recorded on your birthday. I know. Huh. <laughs> is that better than um? Uh, the new um. <laughs> huh is the new um. Huh. So she also attended the Laurelton Hall Catholic Girls High School. They were very much Catholic. That explains it all. She was also a self-proclaimed clairvoyant and medium. As well as an author, author also known for her workings in The Conjuring 1, 2, as well as The Haunted. Cool. Yep. Yeah. It does. I um, I thought that was really interesting with doing the research about how, how they were Catholics and they weren't ashamed to. I mean, not, not that you should be ashamed of your religion by any means, but he said something. Uh, I know I have. Okay. Right here. I'm not skip all the way to the end of my notes just because this really really stuck out to me uh, these are words from out of ed warren's mouth religions are man-made but spirituality isn't that's very true and, and i i had to read that a couple times you know i was like wow and that coming from a very religious man well like, it makes sense from the catholic religion why he considered himself a demonologist but it's true it's it's Religion's more of a just a, a baseline of how you're going to choose to be spiritual. It's not your spirituality. It's your baseline for it. It's sort of like it's sort of like what vehicle you choose to drive. Some people are Ford people. Some people are Chevy people. Some people are Toyota people. It just it's just your baseline of how you want to get where you're going. I just need four wheels. Four wheels. <laughs> four wheels. Some people need two. Uh, that's true. Hell, some people are really talented only need one. That's, that's called a unicycle. I would fall <laughs> yes. on my face. Yes. Yes. I wouldn't even, i just look at it and yeah. fall on my face. Yeah, pretty much. Be a good time. I'd I'm break my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, i totally break my face. Uh, well, I find it interesting that, you know, you know, they created a paranormal, you know, group, so to speak, but it was more like, um, they called it the New England Society for Psychic Research. Yes. And it is the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. Yes. I think that's, I, I find it fascinating how they named it, which makes mm-hmm. sense is because it was a research group. They turned it, they really tried to turn the paranormal research into, you know, that spirituality aspect where, you know, certain things happen for certain reasons and there's energy there that's creating problems, but turning it to a very scientific based Yes. Yes. So that they could they could have proof. They wanted the proof that it is spiritual, and there are things out there that you know to be uncovered spirituality and energy wise, and there's good and there's evil. That is the truth. And um, but they wanted the proof of it too, and they yes. wanted to share. They wanted to break it open. Yes, because people need proof. They a lot. Not all people, because there's people like us. You know, you can go in on feeling and say, "Yup, there's something here." Mm-hmm. Yep. But they understood the other side of it. They needed the facts. Y- yes, where you need actual the pictures, the the EVPs. You need you know this, that, and the other thing. 
to, and then some people are still skeptics after that, but they realize that and they try to get every known. And I wonder if a lot of that comes from the Catholic religion where you have the priests who go into exorcisms, but they want facts first. They send people first because they want the facts and they want to see what's really going on there and then get that information back so they can deem that it's worthy of an exorcism. Right. No, it's, and it might be that basis, that type of religion gave them that baseline to take it a step further. Right. I find it fascinating that they had, they investigated over 10,000 cases. Yep. That's, that's mind blowing. Uh That's a lot, that's a lot of cases. That's a lot of dedication. That's a lot of finding the truth and discovering that while you have your religion, there's definitely more out there than just what you're fed. Yes. You know, so they, they opened up their minds and they went and they discovered it themselves. Yes. They're the pioneers. Do you want to know how they got into it, which is really, really uh, Yeah, awesome. I do. That's sweet. So this is a little more of the early years, like how they met and whatnot, and what turned them into what they were doing to the paranormal stuff. So Ed and Lorraine met at um, the movie theater. Her mother would take her every Wednesday night. Ed was an usher there. Uh, it was called the Colonial Theater. It's in Connecticut. He walked her home one night and asked for a date, and so begins their journey together starting at age 16. Oh, that's kind of cute. Isn't that sweet? Yes, it is. I want to know, her mother gave her permission to get walked home by a boy? You know, like... Back in that day? Yeah, that day mm-hmm. and age. But maybe she liked him. Well, he's a working man. He's polite, because they would they would flirt every Wednesday. And then finally, he got the nerve to ask her. I thought Aww. it was a very cute story. So it is. Ed went into the Navy when he turned 17. When he got uh, shipped out, his ship sank in the North Atlantic. He was gone for about four months. Ed went into the Navy when he turned 17. Um, his ship sank. He was only... It sank when the... Sank? Shank? <laughs> sank, sank within the first four months of him being shipped out. Um after the ship sank, he was allowed to come home for 30 days. They call that a survivor's leave. So they get 30 days to come home. So he came home and asked Lorraine to marry him. So they got married at the age of 17 during his leave. Um, then he went back out. So when Ed returned home from World War II, they had a daughter. And then he decided to attend Perry Art School. He's a painter. He loves mm-hmm. to paint. Um, which... That school is very prestige. It's actually a sister school of Yale. Oh, okay. About two years. Then he decided, he came home and told Lorraine that uh, I can paint way better than my professors. Because they kept, I think what he was looking for was more of the art, the art of art, if that makes sense. Where they were teaching like the geometry and, Mm -hmm. you know, the math and stuff. The basics. He wanted the energy. Yes, yes. He wanted to use his imagination, his thoughts, his heart, his passion for mm-hmm. it. Not, you're going to paint this because and then it's got to be this shape, a 90 degree angle. You know, he was, this is BS. I can paint better than they can. So he clearly left school. Uh, he bought, this is a cute story. He bought a 1933 Shovel Eagle for $15. He had to work off the money for the car. So it was $5 <laughs> a week. He had to go work for this man to pay off his car. So he got the car so him and Lorraine could go to um, locations that were started booming around that time, like Massachusetts and Vermont. Um, he wanted to sell his paintings. So these towns back then were starting to boom as tourist towns. 
So makes sense. He would he would do about, up a bunch of paintings. They you know he'd put them out on the sidewalks and stuff. People would buy them. He did very well for back then. He would sell them for three four dollars a piece, but they were able to live off that back then. You know they were able to yeah. afford their food and everything like that. I, that was that. It's a really neat story. Um, and it Ed, is. Ed's paintings is actually what brought the paranormal into their world. Uh, he would drag his wife along to haunted locations he had heard about. He would uh, get in these houses. He, You know, they'd go for walks or whatever, and he'd be like, man, I really want to get in the house. You know, there looks like a lot of history in that house. So what he would do, he would stand out in the middle of the street and in hopes that these people would be looking at him. Yeah, wondering like, what well, he was doing. Yeah, what the yeah. hell is this guy doing? So he would paint their houses. Well, he'd put ghosts in their house. So then he'd send Lorraine up to the house and say, hey, my husband painted this. He really, really loves to paint. Uh, you know, and then they'd ask, okay, why are there ghosts here? You know, it would open for conversation. So then he would be able, you know, Lorraine would be like, hey, Ed, come here. They want to talk to you. And that's how he'd get into these houses and meet these people and find the history out. He wanted, because his house when he grew up was haunted. So he wanted to know if he had the only house like that. If it was just him, if it was, you know, a spirituality thing where. Yeah. You know, energy's always there, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. It's just the places that are more active, you have people who are more open to it. Maybe yes. they don't realize it, but they are. Right. Yeah. Or just, you know, they would disregard it as, okay, faulty wiring mm-hmm. or you yeah. know, whatever. And be like, oh, this happens in a lot of houses. And, you know, the book, the books aren't supposed to fly off the shelf. Oh, that's like, cool. I thought it was a very unique and fun way to get into these houses. We may have to try that. Well, I can't. Uh, I'm not out there drawing stick people. Well. <laughs> Like my daughter, <laughs> standing out. In the- she's really special. She's, she's special needs. <laughs> standing out in the middle of the the robe of chalk, doing chalk art. I'm like this is great, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, as we just talked about, they were of Catholic religion, but help and listen to all religions if they were called upon for help. And what I mean by that is, if somebody of Baptist religion called on them and they needed something. They weren't going to be like, nope, because we aren't the same religion. Mm-hmm. Because they ultimately brought religion into it, which I think is an important part of it because of our belief systems. Um, and a lot of people shy away from the paranormal because of their belief systems. They, they kind of put it all into one. Well, yeah. Well, it makes sense, though, too, because yes. they recognize that it is a battle of, you know, light and dark, good and evil. We, we battle it. But... Mm-hmm. The reality is people need to throw out the sense that um, we're waiting for the Armageddon to happen. It happens every single day. We constantly, you know, the people who are angry that, you know, try to hurt us, they understood that. They understood that, you know, it was a constant battle. And to bring that in there to fight, that's what they were doing. They were fighting that darkness in any yes. shape or form they could and trying to bring the information to people where they could actually hold on to it and believe in it because they could bring it at their level. Yeah. Absolutely. They weren't so far-fetched where you're like, okay, wait a minute. Right. Well, that's what they said, too, is is you wouldn't know that they were... People just people that don't know anything about the paranormal, they just disregard it completely. It's not there, whatever. They said those people, if you were to be walking down the street and you were one of those closed-minded people and you met Ed and Lorraine, they were normal, as quote-unquote, as could be. Well-grounded. Like come out and say, hey, this is what we do. No, they're going to talk to you 
you know, it'd be normal. Yeah. Yeah. It gets brought up. They were loving. They were caring. They helped no matter what your belief system was because you called them for help. You know, Mm -hmm. they understood that they weren't going to pick and choose who they helped. They helped whoever came to them for help once, you know, it got out what they were doing. You know, I just, it would have been really awesome to meet them. Um, Kristen knew. um, That surprise me. Yeah. She, she had lots of conversations. Um, I don't know about Ed. Yeah. Oh, but so, yeah. she would tell me about it. She's like, you know who I'm talking about? And at first I didn't. She's like, you know, the conjuring. I'm like, oh, really? But shut up. That's what oh, I said. I shut know, up. <laughs> Every time. to see her this weekend. I know. I love her. so tired. She, yeah. She could have went up on Thursday, like the first day when everybody's pumped. <laughs> yeah. That kind of works. It's, it's draining. Yes. It really does. I can do a, a day of readings and the next day. Oh, I've seen it. I I have I to sit bad. and yeah. do nothing. And it took your while, uh, your dad, a while to realize that he's, he'd be like, "Well, we need to do this." I'm like, "I can't." To him, I, all you're doing is talking because yeah. he doesn't understand what all goes into. So it. I can't. I said, I, "I have to sit. I have to recoup, or else I'll pay for it for the next like two weeks." Yeah, yeah, you'll get sick. Your body you takes hits. Sick, you know, yes. this kind of spiritual work, your body takes hits. Whether no matter how much you protect yourself in some shape or form, mm-hmm. you take a hit. When you give your energy to somebody else and try to help them. So, you know, the kind of thing that they were doing, that's, that's pretty big. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Because you give yourself, you give a piece of yourself every time. Oh, yeah. And it was great that they did it together. Mm -hmm. Like, doing the 13 questions with PXL, you know, I've met a couple of groups that are just husband and wife. And it is great. It is so neat to talk to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beyond the Grave was last week's and it was just him and her. They got married in this sweet-ass cemetery, right? That's cool. And it was very, like, gothic, like Halloween even. Um, he was a police officer, or is a police officer, and they had, like, their salute thing and everything. Like, they're supposed to send me some pictures. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but to have that passion together, and then in Lorraine did, too, to help people. They, oh, you like this? Okay, we're both into this. Let's see what we can do. You know, and just to see what together. you can do with it. Yeah, bring it together. Mm-hmm. It Definitely. Was, it was awesome. Um, like I said, they listened and helped all religions, like, even if you didn't have a religion, but if you called for them for help, they were coming. Like you said a little bit ago, they had claimed to done 10,000 cases during their career, which a lot of them they put into books. And then they also opened the Warren Occult Museum, which is open at this time because of zoning regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, but will hopefully be back up and running I hope, because I would love to go see that. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, you know, when we get out east and stuff like that. And like I said a little bit ago, they also managed between all this stuff that they were doing, putting together the New England Society of Psychic, which is awesome. Like I said, if you get a chance, look up that website. There is a lot of history on there. Uh, and, and of course, like the Annabelle, oh. uh, the, the Amityville, they got all that on there too. Um I say I do want to talk about the Amityville house more in depth, but not in this episode. Okay. Because I think we will add that in when we start doing like the true crime paranormal episodes. Yeah. Because of the crime that did happen. Mm-hmm. What we will touch base with is, you know, they did feel stuff. Um, and like I said last episode, well, this one's a couple lagging, but in one of the episodes, <laughs> what was said to happen at that time? As far as paranormal stuff, the murders happen. 
what those people claimed happened did not happen. After the murders. Right. Yes. Now, Ed and Lorraine, I'm not calling them out on anything. Of course, I believe them. Um, I'm not saying, and like I, I believe I said in that episode, I'm not saying nothing paranormal never has happened. That's not what I meant. But what was claimed and what was trying to make somebody famous did not happen. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's done in court. Like, oh, speaking of that, did I even put that in here? Oh, my God. No, those, did I, thought, am I missing a page? Hold on a second, because this one was super cool. And I'm going to go off my memory and not my notes. You've got it. Did go you know, did you know, they got called into court and won a court case for a woman and her small child? That's cool. That is so awesome. Um, This woman claimed that she got driven out of her house because it was haunted. Mm-hmm. And she did not want her child there. Who, who would, you know? Well, the landlord or the realtor... It was an actual realtor that was leasing her the house, was suing her for two grand. So then she got a hold of Ed and Lorraine. They came in, did their investigation. They brought right on proof, like the pictures and everything, and they won. They were That's able cool. to prove that in a court of law. Like, I just, I I read that story a couple of, I was like, That's a huge what? leap, and that's, yes. that's sweet. That's huge. Yeah. To be able to, you know, they brought that into the law. Like, that's something completely separated, you know, like religion and state. You know, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be separated. They were able to prove it scientifically enough to this judge that that woman and her young child did not she have had to reason to get out. Bed. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty awesome and, you know, good for the woman and child. Like, mm-hmm. and to be able to bring that in, because he did state uh, that. You know, you just don't walk into a courtroom and say, hey, there's a ghost in here. These people can't, you know, be occupying. You have to go in and how you present it. Because when you first come off, and the first thing you want to say is there's a ghost in there. Okay. I don't want to say normal because we're all normal. (laughs) To the people who are as open-minded, it it just sounds funny. Yes. But putting the paranormal against the actual law, like that is a huge step. I just, that was really, really cool. I thought. I can't. I know. I, I was in bed typing this up last night. I, <laughs> what the heck? Because I thought that was super cool. Um, the Amityville house. Mm-hmm. I'm jumping all over. I got super excited. I can't believe I... What made me... Anyway. <laughs> well, now you know. Um, the Amityville house. Um, it... it I, I do want to hit on that more. Like I said, <laughs> now I'm just repeating myself. I know this. But the history of it and what happened there, I for sure want to hit on a we will. Because I, I think that's a, a great example of what we want to do when we add in some of the um, true crime. That the crime happened. We go through the crime, mm-hmm. the families, the history, you know, and the time of the crime. And then after that, what, yeah. the hauntings. And that's how we want to bring in the true crime to the paranormal. Not every episode because I, I do like... How we're informational. Well, I think we're informational. <laughs> well, we try to be on, on some of these things. So it'd be like a, a once a month podcast that we do. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, because there is lots out there. And even just a shit ton from Ed and Lorraine. I want to do that. Like like the parent family. I, I read on it. Weirdest thing. I was looking up information on that. No matter what website I went to, my computer kept crashing. If there's information, then they didn't want you to know. And I'm like, what in the hell's going on? So finally, I shut it off for the last time, turned it on, and then I just started 
typing up what I wanted to say today on the podcast, I was like, okay, enough of that. Yep. We'll just add that in at a different time because it's late. And usually and that's because there's a lesson to be learned with that. Well, do I want to learn it? Well, when, when you're ready to learn it, you'll be allowed to, so to okay. speak, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I had that happen, too, and then all of a sudden, boom, I have an answer. I'm like, okay. So I've kind of always known that, but now I have the full picture. Right. But, you know, sometimes you're not ready for the full picture until you do other things first. Yeah, there's a lot. A, a lot. I knew the basics of Ed and Lorraine. Um, and for the listeners, I mean, there's probably most of our listeners will at least know who they are. Mm-hmm. Even if you are in the paranormal stuff, you've heard of them. Uh, I just kind of wanted to, they were amazing in the paranormal world. And that's why I wanted to do this. That way I could learn and, you know, work. Well, yeah, you know, and they're amazing people because there are so many, so many different things that came that you could pull away from what they did. And they encouraged movies to be made and to mm-hmm. have things taken farther. And mostly because it put the word out there. Yes. Especially for those people who are stuck in a situation where, you know, you're in a house and it changes your behavior, you know, and you had a happy family and now there's not a happy family. And for some people, it kind of would prove that there's hope. Mm-hmm. There might be other reasons other than just, just because. Right. No. Yeah. You talk about that that oppression versus possession and the stages of it. You know, they taught that. They taught. Yeah. They well, they they (laughs) taught the difference, and and it's true. It's and I can see it. You know, sometimes you get people who I see it every day where they might not be possessed, but some kind of energy is taken over them, and they act in a certain way that you would never think they would act in general. And you know what it is because you've you've studied it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's so many things out there that people don't even realize. Oh, yeah. It's the, the there's so much more to what we experience daily than people could even fathom. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, and it comes down, I think, because you're normal. Well, even me. I experienced things when I was little. Then growing up, you know, I kind of let them go. Mm-hmm. But... You also become so busy in your everyday life. Like, you know, when I'm doing the dishes, I'm not thinking about doing dishes. I'm thinking of what I have to do next, which is laundry and then make yeah. lunches. And then I got to go to bed because I got to work in the morning and then I got to do this. And then, you know, and then you're ultimately missing out on a whole world that you have no clues even right in front yeah, of you. Yeah, we don't have the time to sit down and try to delve into it. No, you don't. You just don't anymore. You just don't. You can't afford to. Adulting sucks. I guess that's what we're really trying to say. Stupid adulting. God, such a boo hag. The O train. That's Bo- what I told you to remind me to say. Bobo hag. Baby hag. You can't say Bobo Bobo without going Bobo. I know, baby. Oh, oh, Bobo. I hope he doesn't listen. Yeah, please don't listen, Bobo. Well, maybe you want to, though, because that's also, yeah. it's publicity. It's publicity. Bobo. He was a really nice guy. Yes, yes. It, he even, you know, asked if I wanted a video of him to give to Andrew. Aww. I didn't ask for that. He's like, kids love that. Do you want me to do that for you? Oh, I bet he gets, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, friends. he was a very nice guy. I he felt bad was. at first. I didn't recognize, but that was me in general with everybody. I was like, hmm, and I can't help but say no. But it was overwhelming, too. Yeah, there, there was, was so, so, so many, many different things, yeah. So many, you know, uh, TV personalities, psychics, uh, 
podcast, radio, like, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, my God, you know, you, you might know their face, but then you're going to say somebody else's name just because, well, that would have been me because I was a hot mess. <laughs> my my favorite part was when uh, Kristen got up and she, she moved Bobo out of the way and she goes, she's here to see me. <laughs> Excuse me, Bobo. <laughs> Bobo, she's here to see me. That's Mama Mary. Let her in. <laughs> Let her in. Yeah, that was funny. That is funny. <laughs> good good times, Bobo. So, um, we will talk about, well, a lot of people would know or relate certain things back to Ed and Lorraine, mm-hmm. such as the movies, the conjurings, the, the haunting. Um, and Annabelle. Uh, yep. That's what I was going to say. Annabelle. Yeah. I know you want to speak about that, so. And well, speak. you know, I, I like the movies in general, mm-hmm. but I like the, I like that kind of stuff. It. Don't but, let her um, lie. She does not like dolls. <laughs> well, <Sorry. laughs> well, Annabelle's why I don't like dolls. I do okay. find it fascinating that you know they they really kind of did each movie touch on the true stories of what's really happening. You know, mm-hmm. just the Conjuring; those were you know Conjuring one and Conjuring two. They were both events that they'd actually gone to, right? And did investigations on, and um, scary, scary stuff. Of course, you know they blow it out of the water. Because it, because it's movies, but um, you know the idea that see, I didn't know that it was a Raggedy Ann doll for Annabelle, mm-hmm. you know. But two roommates had claimed that you know this doll had come through a medium and said they just you know wanted to have a place to stay, and they invited the spirit in just because they didn't know what they were doing. You know, it just it's just fascinating. Dolls are scary, creepy, but. The fact that they had so many different paranormal events. I almost wonder how many of them were paranormal and how many of them were demonic and how many they claimed to be demonic. Because, you know, I don't know how accurate it is, but the movie showed, you know, several different places where, you know, the Annabelle Dell went to and how, you know, and different ideas of how, you know, she came to be. You know, some of the movies, you know, disturbed me, but, um, it's just, it's just fascinating, I guess. It is. Um, it says that it was a, it was a purchase for, for a birthday gift. Uh, a mother purchased it for her daughter named Donna. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had it for a long, long time, and then she was going to graduate. Let's say, uh, she was preparing to graduate from college with a nursing degree. While well, she moved in with a roommate in an apartment. Uh, her name was Angie. So Donna and Angie, they liked this doll. They agreed to keep it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Nothing creepy happened with it yet. But then they noticed over a week's time that it kept moving about the house. And no, each other did not creepy. move it. Like, I, I'd burn down the whole house myself. Uh, they would find it in a completely different room. Uh, sometimes they would find her with her legs crossed. Their arms crossed, like in different poses, even and in different rooms, but neither of which moved her. That that is that is weird. Uh, well, and just like you know, you, you come to think about how a doll even becomes possessed like that in right. general. That's what I would like to and, know who's in her. And like the one, the one movie, I can't remember if that it was. Sorry, I couldn't. <laughs> this is not a time for that. I understand that. No, it is. I'm, it's always a time for that. She probably, she probably is. 
But like, I think, I can't remember if it's like the original Annabelle movie. Because those movies come out really weird mm-hmm. in general. Like, you know, you show the last one first, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in the one movie, it shows that, you know, that the, we'll just cut it short, where, you know, you have this couple whose daughter kind of ran away with some kind of cult. And the daughter and the boyfriend come back and they end up um, killing the parents. And they go to the neighbor's house where there's a doll, the Annabelle doll, that was bought for an upcoming baby. And when she died, she laid on the doll and put her spirit into the doll. And so that's how, you know, because of the tragic event, the energy she created while she was dying, she went, you know, but, you know, so I could see something like that happening. I don't know if that's true. That could be just a fabricated thing for the movie itself. So if anybody knows that, they know more of that history of, if that's exactly how it happened, that'd be cool, you know, but that would make sense that something like yeah. that could happen. Right. Oh, for sure. And then it, yeah, connects itself to the doll. <sighs> they really need to open that museum back up. I know. Because we really need to make, I, mm-hmm. just, well, all the things that they have in that museum would be great to see, but I know the Annabelle doll is, is, is a one huge of them. one that Well, they, people. you know, they would go into these houses and they would find the items that sometimes it's an item that is the source of your problem and they would mm-hmm. remove them. And that's where their museum came from is all the things they've collected over the years of their investigations and they put it into a museum. And mostly that museum started as just a safe haven to keep them safe. Right. And, you know, so they wouldn't be out now, there. Do you think like you as a medium and anybody else that has um, gifts do you think that would be overwhelming to want a place like that? It can that? be. When no. we went, when the Paracon, that was overwhelming. Yeah. It, it made me sick, especially when it was by that the little coffin and that little box. It was almost too much. Uh-huh. That's why I started sidetracking myself, you know, with Lily and getting them to take pictures because yeah. it was becoming too much, the, the energy from it. That. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't always, even if you're a medium, you don't always necessarily know exactly where it's coming from. Right. Well, especially It's just that it's all about the energy. All that. Right there in one yes. small spot. Because what, that was maybe a 10 by 10 area that it's they bad. had all yeah. that stuff in. Well, even um, Star was getting a reading from mm-hmm. Kristen. And Star wanted me to be by her when she was getting it. And Kristen's like, I'm going to need you to step back. Because I'm just, she's getting me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, my energy's kind of. All out there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And here. Here, it's a present. Well, like, you know, <laughs> and right at that point, too, all of a sudden, all of a sudden it hits you and every single person that's in that room, and we're talking about 50, 60 people, their energy's coming at you at once and it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I've gosh. had that happen. Yeah. It started happening there after the tent, but I've had it happen in various places, too, where I really have to um, get inside myself and now not allow, you know, Sorry. I have to be, I have to, that's what she said. <laughs> ah, 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 we're on a roll today. <laughs> It, it can be overwhelming, definitely. I, yeah, I, I could imagine. I saw some of the readers there that they would take when they were doing readings off to the side. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's why. Yep. So and you can kind of enclose yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. You'd almost think that maybe. That's why when you. Really, really help, but how they need to have almost like the readers for their own safety and sanity in a separate area. They should. I, I, I think. Yeah. You and know, uh, give them the space. Just like. um when you read somebody who's very high energy and they're needy and they need a lot from you, it's really draining. I know a lot of those people. Uh-huh. And I'm not even that special. 
but I can feel feelers and <laughs> the ones who really will, on. will yeah. suck you dry. Yep. I've been trying to recover all week. I don't know if it's from Bear Town. I don't. This whole week has been horrible for me. I felt like I got hit by a truck. Like, I got physically sick when I got home. It was it was bad. And all week. Look, it's all that up. energy. <sighs> and you don't, until you learn how to ground it, it's. Yeah, I've I, done that I before where I've done energy work on somebody and after they left, I spent a couple hours throwing up until I learned how to ground my energy and not let them in so much. That's why I got to take you places. Like when we interviewed those one people um, not that long ago and I went into the bathroom because I did not feel good. All of a sudden it just like hit me. I don't know what the hell is happening. I. That's why everybody needs a pocket-sized mama Mary because <laughs> not everybody has one and that's why we have this podcast. Like... So I'd be like, uh, Mom, um, this and this just happened. I'm feeling really funky. You know, I may not necessarily feel like I'm going to get sick, but it just makes you feel nauseous. Yeah. yeah, or my body just hurts. That's I'm tired, and this week has been horrible. Of course, everybody's been grumpy because they think I'm grumpy, and I'm trying not to be grumpy. And I think that's just the energy of the planets in general. Uh, is something in Gatorade again? Yes. <laughs> You know, t- today's the new moon, and you had the, all that energy building up to the new moon, which you know creates new change, and all the planets are in Virgo, Is and that they're why he wants to they're spend aligned. Time with me and tell yes, me I can't take my stuff. It's all about the details and being grounded and loving yourself and the changes that I are coming love up. Myself without having to be grounded all the time. I know, and I people, like but when people grounded. are sh- when everything's shifting, it's the the energy's intense, and sometimes we don't even realize it. We just get grouchy. Yeah, just the way it is. <laughs> Shark week. Sing. <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, but we kind of got off topic. But that's, that's all right. right. We're all right. <laughs> that's what we like to do. We're all over the place. Hopefully, our listeners can be like, oh, they're all right. Oh. They get it. So the Amityville, I do want to hit again. Is it? I think a lot of their their cases we will get more into. Um, so I essentially. I want to play, or we want to downplay the month of September so I can dig into this stuff a little more mm-hmm. and, and know, take a better direction instead of just hitting things lightly. It'll, uh, I just really, really want to jump into things. Yeah. And it's going to be a good time. We're going to learn a lot. How are you scared? I get scared easy. Uh, <laughs> it's That's fun. It's fun. To be scared? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be scared this weekend up north and... I'm not going to have any of my equipment. That makes me really, really sad because I got to spend time with family. Ugh. I'm like, if you guys really love me, you would accept it and you want to go with me. Yeah, just go with it. Come on. Yeah. Come with me. Do it with me. There you and go. Probably have a good time. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I'm going to pout the whole time. <laughs> pout to get your way. Anybody that knows me knows that's what's going to happen. I'm going to, I'll be there. I won't be grouchy. But they're going to know where my mind's at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, uh, hmm. I already know how it's going to play out. I <laughs> my stuff anyway. Most of it I can stick right in my pocket. Well, see, that's all you need. And I'm like, oh, Until yeah, it goes I'm off. running to the store, and then I end up at, like, some sweet-ass cemetery in the middle of the woods. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> hey, how crazy was... I thought it was so crazy when I was editing last night about how you said the Pierre Cheney Cemetery. And I was like, wait a minute. And then I rewound it. I was like, we went there. And I was like, do I not pay attention when we, when we were recording? <laughs> not I'm like, what the hell? And you do have the two track to get back there. Mm-hmm. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, we went to the, we went to the Pierre Cheney, uh, cemetery 
uh, Mama Mary was not with us. She met us up at Sault Ste. Marie, but we did get a chance to stop there actually in dark time and daylight. And another crew that I ran into was like, you went there at dark? I was like, yeah. I was, What's wrong? And I'm like, oh my God, are we going to like spontaneous combust or something? You know, I was like, oh no. And they're like, nobody came out to visit you? I'm like, what are you talking about? Because we got some pretty sweet pictures, like pretty sweet pictures out there. Uh, yeah. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? And they're like, because they called uh, the city or something. And they're like, absolutely not. You cannot go out there and you cannot do this. And you cannot do that. Not past dust. Blah, blah, blah. Well, we went out there. It was like 1130 at night. And there was a bunch of teenagers out there. Dude, <laughs> they came walking out of the woods. And I think that they thought that they were in trouble. Yeah. And they're like, what are you guys doing? Because, you know, we're taking out our equipment and stuff. We're like, whatever. This is sweet. Like, I can't believe we found this place. Two tracking in my car. It was awesome. And, but if something bad would have happened, I don't know. Like, if the car like, would have got a flat tire, I don't know what we would have done. Anyway, we didn't. We're back home now. But they were like, so what are you guys doing out here? And then we're like, we are um, investigators. And we just, you know, we heard about this place. We're on our way out to Paracai. You know, thought we'd stop by. And, oh, my God. <laughs> They no, were, funny. they acted like I did when I met, um, those brothers. <laughs> and then, of course, Josh was like, I think it was Josh and Julie, they were like, well, she does a podcast too. And they're like, oh my God. And the girl like looks at this other girl. There was like, I don't know, seven or eight, maybe more uh, younger teenagers from the ages of like 17 to like, I think 19, because they gave us all their names and their ages. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? And they were just so, oh my God. And, they're like, get out their phones, and they're like, oh, do, 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 we're subscribing, and do, 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 like, going on, this is the best <laughs> night ever, and I'm like, oh, my God, and they're like, wait a minute, you guys are, like, real-life Ghostbusters? <laughs> like, so yeah. So, four of us look at each other, it's me, Amanda, Josh, and Julie, and we're like, well, I guess, kind of, yeah, and they're like, oh, my God, we're not going to ruin anything, right? And we're like, no, you guys can, like, hang out with us, whatever, but they also told us about the, the ruins of the city mm-hmm. so we there's a trail that goes back or whatever we clearly did not go there because we were unaware of our surroundings we just stayed within yeah where it was open so on the way back down through we went we walked like a mile and a half down this thing there ain't shit so finally i'm like okay google machine take me to pier Chani. well it's on the other side of the railroad track so we walk we hike our mile and a half back there are no ruins, it, but it is mossy. And because I, I got out, and I'm like, it, it is super mossy. And I'm like, that's really, really weird. Because you said that. I was like, man, it's all crunchy. And it, look down, it's the white and light-colored moss all over. Mm-hmm. All over. So that was kind of cool. We, You know, I got to stand there. There wasn't anything there. I think those kids clearly don't know their history or... There was a hunting shack, but before the hunting shack, there was something that was, was torn down. And we're like, oh, there's the ruins. Julie's actually, <laughs> don't forget the pictures of the ruins on the Facebook. So that's what, when we were out there or whatever. It was a lot of fun to do that. Just knowing the, the, the history of it and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. Take you out there sometime. It is kind of mm-hmm. cool. The, the, the headstones themselves are spread all over. Um, that's why at dark time, it was scary because we didn't know, like, where you're going. Yeah, we're trying to, like, have our flashlights and our night vision going, but it can only take you so far, and there was lots of distance between these oh, yeah. stones and whatnot, but they were super cool. Uh, yeah, super cool. I'll for sure, we will for sure go out there. You guys going out north this weekend? 
No, your dad says we have to work. Yes. No, I think we're just painting windows. Oh, you guys got plenty of time to go up north then. <sighs> not according to your dad, and I'm not going to bug him. Because I'm actually supposed to go to a Bush concert the 7th with Mike. Mm-hmm. I told him to sell my ticket. I was like, because we only got two more weekends past this one before the wedding. It's like, we're going to have to be at Dad's. So you plan on us being there. Mm-hmm. Out whatever you need. Make us a list. Whatever you need us to do. I... Yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. But yeah, I don't want to tell these. You guys want to know about my wedding planning? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the fanciest backyard wedding ever. Heck yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm just super excited. I can't wait for it to get here. It has been stressful, but I haven't been letting it get to me because I, I refuse to have any argument about this because we have almost had arguments. I'm like, no, I refuse. I give me a kiss and I walk away. I'm not. There's no point in stressing six months to a year for a one-day thing at the end of the day. You're married. You're happy. That, that's what it's about. Yeah, in the so end. Th- there's, n- yeah, no point. That and having fun. Yeah. Well, this is, no, no it doesn't have to no. be. Everybody else is trying to, like, come at me with things. Why, I don't know if they're trying to make me stress or what, but I'm like, I don't care. And then I get told I don't, that I don't care because I say I don't care. Yeah. I do care, but essentially, at the end of the day, we're married. If he shows up and I show up and nobody else does, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if everything falls apart and it's raining, it's actually good luck to have rain on your day, on your special day. I'm okay with that. I, I am. I'm taking, I don't know, this last year even. It won't rain. Di- different outlook You'll be good. It'll be I nice be and okay. sunny. That is good luck if it rains on your wedding day. It's a cleansing thing, they say, where you're starting your new... Yeah. Could you imagine the awesome pictures? I think that would be amazing pictures. Probably. In a cemetery. <laughs> but he won't let me go to a cemetery. God. So we're having a princess wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Anyway, whoa. Okay, Ed and Lorraine. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um. Yeah, and, uh, we do have a list of their, or I do have a list of the places that they investigated and wrote about and stuff. But we will, I, like I said, I want to hit back on that and the true crime stuff because a lot that of That makes it sense just to save back. them. Well, then we're going to run out of time mm-hmm. and, you know, it just, yeah, yeah, it can open a whole nother thing. But the true crime stuff, and if you guys have any cases that you can think about where, okay, y'all, they say this house is haunted and then you guys know that there was a past to that house that involved murder or something Something bad was afoot. Let us know. We'll research it. We'll talk about it. We'll, Heck yeah. Yeah. Send us in your ideas on that. Um, okay. Case suggestions. Suggestions. <laughs> What's that? The the Enfield Poltergeist? Yeah. That's the one um, where they created the Conjuring 2 movie from. Yay. Where they went over to London. And they were trying to... The, the church actually sent them over. Because, um, you know, there there had been you know, ideas coming back that there's something happening to this family. So they sent them over first to, um, you know, do their own little investigation. And the movie's fascinating in itself. We really won't go into it too much. But um, that's basically, at first they were, um, the whole house was considered a hoax, saying that the, ten- the children were just trying to get attention. Okay. And they have some pictures of it. But, um, like, you know, at the end of the day, they really did find 
stuff in the house. And um, I don't know, like in the movie, it talked about that there was an old man that would come through, but there was a demon that was piggybacking on the old man and using him to block so that you couldn't see what was really going on. Kind of our thought on that one investigation, right? Mm -hmm. That we were going to do? Yes. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Using, Using that energy. Stroking my beard I still don't have. That's interesting. Now, you see, I don't know, you follow on the Facebook the people that bought the Conjuring house? No. No? There's like a big deal. They're supposed to be opening it up or something. I, I don't know. I was following it at first, but I, that's bad of me to say. I lost interest in it, whatever. Because they, they were getting, I don't want to say bashed, but people saying, hey, you know, you're just trying to get attention type of thing. I don't know. I still like to go see it. I don't know if it was the one... Because they didn't use the actual Conjuring house in the Conjuring movie, did they? Was that the actual house? Oh, I don't house? know. I don't know for sure. I don't know. So I know this is stuff that I, we should probably know if we're even going to bring it up, but <laughs> this is one of those... Th- I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, because a lot of their stuff, you know, like they turn into books. They have um the one that's called Demons, where um there was Arnie Johnson. He was accused of killing his landlord. And um, the Warrens went in there. They had been called prior to the killing to deal with some, with a like an alleged demonic possession, and um, they claimed that that the house was possessed, and so was Johnson. So at the trial, Johnson attempted to plead not guilty by reason of demonic possession. He was unsuccessful with his plea, but it's like you know another example where. You know, they said before he even murdered somebody, there's something wrong with his house, and there's mm-hmm. something wrong with him because he's living in his house. Right, get him out of the house. Oh. But they could not prove it in the court of law Couldn't at that time. Couldn't prove it. Well, probably, you know, they probably didn't have the evidence to prove it, and besides, you know. Well, yeah, that was 1981. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, yeah, we came a long way since then as far as, well, paranormal things have came a long way, and, and the law has came a long way, I mm-hmm. guess, what they allow and changed. Huh, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I would probably claim that I was possessed by a demon, like if I... I would try. Uh, yeah, but the, I can do is try. But the, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, this is the, the Decker House. This was um where the Haunting in Connecticut was created from, and that's a really mm-hmm. good movie, and that is based on a it. true story. We need but to... it used to be a formal um funeral home. But they said it was infested with demons. We need to get our girls around. Mm-hmm. We need to have a... That's what we should do the night before my wedding. Because I wanted to get with you and watch these scary... It's so hard because we're always so busy or whatever. But watch these movies that are based on the true... Because I want to have an episode on that yeah, too. Yeah, we but, should. But we'll make a list of... That That would be a good time. We'll kick that out of the house. <laughs> Actually, he, he goes to go, bed early. He just goes to bed early. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah. He'll be okay problem solved yeah i think that would be fun to see you know and i know that i've seen the problem is my mind goes 100 miles an hour where i can't remember what movies i've seen until like somebody's talking about like one basic thing yeah you know and sometimes it takes a while to make that connection that's a funny name the smurl smurl the smurl family well these ones were um in pennsylvania and they reported that their home was disturbed by like numerous you know supernatural phenomena like you know, sounds, smells, apparitions. Oh, yeah. So the Warrens became involved, and they claimed that the home was occupied by four spirits, and one was a demon who allegedly sexually assaulted Jack and Janet. And yes. I think I remember watching this movie. It's 
it fascinated me the movie did yes. um because they would move into a house and maybe it's not this one but they would move into a house and there were four spirits there and um the the demon was using the four spirits to you know cover them mm-hmm. and um they moved into that house but afterwards no matter where they moved the demon would follow them until the demon was exercised now my question is uh, a demon is more powerful than a spirit Yes, a lot of times a spirit has walked the earth. Um, A demon's more supernatural that has never walked the earth. Sort of like an archangel has never walked the earth. Um, A guardian angel probably has, and an angel probably has, but archangels have not. It's sort of like the demons are the fallen angels. You know, you've got your darkness and you've got your light. The darkness is there to overshadow the light, you know. I, I always kind of think that's what happened like with the Salem witch trials is where, you know, they, you had light workers that were put in place and you, you had that constant Armageddon and the darkness saw that. So it, it fed on the fear and embraced that energy to take out the light workers. And it's been like that for years in some shape or form. That's how you put the darkness in. And Ed and Lorraine Warren, they're light workers. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to come in and we're supposed to show the truth and we're supposed to spread the light to push out the darkness. It is, it's a constant battle. It's been going on for hundreds of years. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I do, I got a lot of my respect because of the fact that they shined a different type of light on the paranormal as to like if they never were to get as far as they did, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing right now. Exactly. They open people's open people's minds. Yes. And you know that 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 you have to accept it. But hear them out. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they, that's what they did. They put it in a, in terms that, you know, cuz they came at you like they were your normal everyday neighbor. Yeah. But in reality, their hobby was hunting spirits, like and finding spirits and demons and helping people that they normalized it. Is that what yes. I'm trying to say? Maybe? They showed that you weren't necessarily batshit crazy because, you know, you believe in that kind of stuff. And some people do come off that way. You could talk to people and they just come off odd. And you're just like, what? No way. Yeah, you, no way. You're, you're, I don't know anybody like that. Well, you're going to naturally, like, pull away from it because they act weird. It's, it's too much. But then you had the people yes. who are well-grounded. And even when they're talking about stuff that's off the wall, it makes sense to you because it's all you about know presentation. Yeah, it, you know they're grounded. They're not coming up with stuff, and they're they're not going into overdrive. Right, right. Well, yeah, you run into people like you that well, you'll feel out a person first. Like if we're sitting there having a conversation, and you're like, okay, and they know nothing about you know you being spiritual as you are and stuff like that. But to me, how I picture you with like a, a stranger, you're sitting down talking. You have a conversation with them. You feel them out how you would have to present that to them. Some mm-hmm. people you can say, yep, I'm a medium. I do this, this, and this. Other people you'd have to come out and say, you know, you may have to tell them your story from when you were younger or yeah, how, everybody how needs you something came different. about that. You just can't come out and say, yep, I'm a medium. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like, well, you know, I do have these feelings or I, yeah. it makes sense in my head. No, you do it, it have does. to explain. Well, any aspect of life, you have to explain at their level as and what to, they're comfortable with, yes, and what what you know that they're willing to accept. Not everybody's willing to accept you for you. 
let's just be realistic. Mm-hmm. But then you have the people that are spiritual and stuff that come at you all with full force. And you're like, holy shit. You know, calm the <laughs> F down. Yeah, it's too much. Yes. Back it up. I know you mean well, but you're only essentially, I don't want to say selfish, but that's kind of what it is because they're not taking on that other person's um, feelings, I guess. This could go a million different ways because you know, who cares what everybody else is, blah, blah, blah. No, you have to, and, it, and it's because of if you want to be taken seriously in this field, you need to you need to know your people that you're talking to and how mm-hmm. they need things presented. Exactly. Because not everything – you may tell me one thing, and I completely understand it. This other person over here may tell me the same exact thing but in different terms, mm-hmm. and I have no idea what the hell they're saying. It's like teaching math to third graders. One person just gets it. The other person has to draw it out and have this, that. You know, it's how you perceive it. Everybody yeah. perceives things differently. I'm rambling and I know this. No, but, but it makes sense because, you know, the way they presented themselves made what they were doing believable. Yes. Yes. They didn't come. <laughs> we know spirits. You know, they didn't come out. Yeah. She didn't come out, yep, I'm a medium and a clairvoyant, and I just, and he's all like, yeah, I'm into demons. No, mm-hmm. it was. Everyday I, people. I, You know, I research. I, I know about demonology, and I have these feelings. Let me try to help you. And if not, so be it. But at least let me try. I want to help you. You know, they came at it kindly. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to help you because I know everything. That wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said. I like to ramble. All right. They know werewolves. Well, they had um, they <laughs> Sorry, had wrote, written a book, you know, called the Werewolf, 91. and it was um, that came from one of their experiences of demonic possession, and um, wow. where they exercised a demon that was manifesting manifesting itself as a werewolf, and you know, there's not oh, a whole lot of yeah. story on that. It just it made a like the that werewolf called Hellbound was. Made an appearance, I think, in the 2019 film Annabelle Comes Home. Mm-hmm. And then, it was you know, identified that- as a hellhound, which mm-hmm. makes sense, really, when you step back and think about it, because uh, a werewolf ultimately is considered bad, but they're not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would make sense because they are dog like, and a hellhound is the hellhound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just never put two and two together until now. Anyway, sorry. And um, <laughs> like they they even did one with a uh, the Union Cemetery. They um, uh, this one the I think it was the uh, an old New England cemetery, and it features a white lady ghost which haunts the Union Cemetery, and uh, he he claimed to have captured her essence, which is kind of. I wonder how he did that, but that's an interesting thought. But they are also responsible for training several different, you know, demonologists. Um, Dave Considine, their nephew um, John Zaffs, in addition to investigations, you know, I don't know. Um, I didn't meet him personally. I just know he was there. Kristen was telling me who he was. Okay, so I don't think he puts in his um, biography there who he is. She just told me who he was. Oh, okay. And um, right. you know they they had the Warren's Cult Museum, and mm-hmm. she ran that in the back of her house, and that's I think that's one of the reasons um, why it's kind of because of zoning. When she died, they don't know what to do with the museum now. 
because it was in the back of her home. And they that really, it was a museum, yes, but that was, like I said, more so to keep people safe. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was, you know, we, we want you to learn about it, but this way we can control where it's going mm-hmm. and who it's going to harm. It's, it's, even if you don't believe, why not be safe? Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, even if you're like, but there's always that what if. That life is full of what ifs, essentially. But That's true. And there's always more than one side of the story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. We all know. could be bashed crazy, but we're not going to essentially know until Judgment Day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I It's cool. The whole story. Their, their whole story is cool, I think. <laughs> Drop the mic. So... <laughs> With all that being said, um, we could go on for hours because we could have easily went into the Amityville. We could have easily went more into Annabelle. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the haunting, all of this, which, like I said. That's what they're famous for. Yeah, yeah. It is. We yeah. will touch back base, but this gave us and our listeners at least a quick overview of where all this came from because all these things originated or got brought to light from because Adam of them. Marin. Yeah. Yeah. But, just want to give you a touchback on the history of mom and dad of paranormal. Um, that's, I don't know, that's what I call them. <laughs> no. Uh, so much respect for them. Rest in peace. What have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is so much more to say without a doubt, but we don't want to keep, we don't want to keep you guys too long because, you know, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're good at. <laughs> Yay. So remember, we love hearing from, like, all of you. So email us at paranormalxl at, at writeme.com. If you would like to help support Paranormal XL Podcast, visit our Patreon page. The link for that will be in the show notes. That helps us out um, with, well, anything that is involved here. Um, if you do become a Patreon, like I said, at least go check out the webpage. It is patreon.com or patreon slash paranormalxl.com uh yeah (laughs) you go to the page it'll tell you what you get there's different tiers you get extra things for helping us out whatever just go check it out it's always a fun time to check things out annie housing (laughs) the link for that will be in the show notes also check us out on facebook because like we said we do have our pictures from paracon from Mm -hmm. all of our cool stuff from pure cemetery yeah yeah because we only post cool stuff so That's because we're awesome. Awesome. I, um, oh, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't even know I put that in the notes. <laughs> I was posting something. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, don't yuck someone else's yum. Ever. Oh, and Amanda, keep it gangsta. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.